Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex Beatsman, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now, Thursday, December 15th. Ian Cameron and joined once again. You'll remember him from our season preview show. He joined us right before the uh, NHL season began back in October. Back with us on the Ice Guys once again. It's Mike Crocock, our friend from overseas across the pond, where he's plying his trade for the Guildford Flames of the Elite Ice Hockey League and ripping it up there as well. Uh, Mike, great to have you back. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, and uh, we were talking just before uh, the show. I mean, your team over there, Guildford, my goodness, uh, 23 games played. This is the EIHL over uh, in England. Uh, his team, he plays for the Guildford Flames. 16 wins, four overtime wins. That's 16 regulation wins, four overtime wins, two losses in regulation and one overtime or a shootout loss. 41 points, and they are eight points clear of the second-place team in the league, which is the Coventry Blaze. Uh, right now and meanwhile a team like I know enough about this league Mike to know that the Belfast Giants usually are one of the best teams in this league and uh, one of the teams to beat and they're kind of limping around right now down there in fifth in the league maybe that's just uh, who knows what's going on with them but uh, usually they're a team I'm used to seeing doing well but credit to your team Mike uh, I said here's Mr. First Place joining us here on the show today uh, talk about how good things are going right now for your squad in this league yeah, it's been good so far. We've had a really successful first half here. Um, I think we we kind of know that it's a little bit different over here where the, the main trophy that you want to win is the, the regular season title. So uh, we've had a great start and we're just kind of hoping to build off that for the rest of the season. Another thing too is yeah, great start and you're off. To, are you are you worried about peaking too early? Does that come into the worries for you, or are you just ah game game to game? Whatever happens, happens. We'll just yeah, take it day by day. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's more just kind of focusing on the game at hand and do what you kind of can do and try not to look at the the scoreboard too much and just kind of play the way we should be and hopefully it takes care of itself. Yeah, we talked about finding a good time to bring you on one last time before the end of the year. Of course, Christmas holidays uh, um, coming up. Uh, do you do? What's the plans for Christmas where you are uh, overseas? Just uh, taking it easy. Uh, what's going on there for uh, Christmas? Yeah, um, we just had some Christmas stuff with our team this past week. Um, we've got uh, we play this, we play two this weekend. I think we've got one more next week, and then we're off. Uh, for a couple of days over Christmas, um, my girlfriend's coming over, so it'll be nice uh, to have her here again. And then um, I think we play on the 26th, um, so we're kind of right back into it. And then two games in New Year's, so it'll be busy coming up. So it's it's nice to stay into it, though, and not off the ice for too long. No, exactly. I mean, you don't want to have those two, three-week breaks, exactly. You're still going to end up playing, and you won't get completely out of playing rhythm uh, over the holidays. Uh, obviously, you know, you're playing overseas. You, you don't may not get a chance to watch NHL hockey every single night, but so, so that's why we're not going to talk specifically about 
the three games last night. It was just a short slate anyway. But just some thoughts from you on the NHL so far. Teams that have stuck out to you. Players, obviously, we just saw Ovechkin get number 800. But uh, what's uh, stuck out to you so far in the NHL season? We haven't talked to you since before the season when we did the season preview. But uh, anything you've uh, noticed in the NHL so far this year that stands out to you? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the the teams that you're were kind of expected to do well seem to be off to a fairly decent start. Um, it's kind of nice to see the Leafs that are, they seem to be flying under the radar for the first little bit of the season when everybody was everyone's damn after. hopes up again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just like everyone was kind of counting them out at the start with a couple of losses here and there, but now that they've kind of found their stride and um, their goalie tandems seem to be solid too. So, uh, but yeah, Ovechkin scoring, uh, what was it, 800, I think it was. So that's, that's pretty cool to see. Um, probably won't see too many of those in, in a lifetime of any kind of player doing that again. But um, but yeah, I mean, just Marner, obviously, with a big run for him as well. Um, just guys like that that have really contributed for their team so far. Uh, Mitch Martin, we will get to the Leafs. They are on the uh, both teams, Capitals and the Leafs, are on the uh, schedule tonight. Uh, we will get to them. And certainly, you're right, what the uh, Leafs have done, what Mitch Marner has done, uh, has been absolutely uh, tremendous uh, during the last uh, couple months. Uh, he is at least he's on a 23 game streak. He's looking to extend it to 24 tonight when they play the uh, New York Rangers. And, uh, you know, it's and it's something about the Leafs where. You know, we've got we see them playing. I'll, I'll be honest, Mike, I've said this on the show the last, I would say, week or so. I've never seen this team play as good team defense, believe it or not, in the years as I've seen lately. I mean, you're looking at them as a five man group, all, you know, with good structure. When the blue line, when someone on the blue line pinches in, you've got a forward there to support them. You know, they always say the F3, the forward high in the zone. Uh, you got to make sure you support there. And they're back checking as well, bet more than I've ever seen in recent years. Maybe it took three defensemen being out, of course, Riley, uh, Brody, and Muzzin all out for a period of time. Only got Brody back recently, and they're still without Riley and Muzzin, although Riley is closing in on a return. But maybe that's what it took, Mike, to say, hey, let's get everybody to, 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 to buy in defensively, forwards help out the defense, five man group defensively, all areas of the ice, all shifts. And that's basically what we've seen out of them the last couple of weeks. And it's really been a big factor in propelling this red hot run that they've been on. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's just kind of like a conscious effort after having a few guys go down like that, especially long-term with Muzzin, Riley, those kinds of guys. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's been kind of surprising with that just because of the holes that have been left on the back end from their absences. Obviously they're huge parts of the team. So um, it's been a pleasant surprise really for Leaf fans. Pleasant surprise, and they're happy right now. Will they be happy in April? Because really that's what's going to be uh, the measuring stick of how good the season is or isn't, uh, is finally getting that elusive playoff series win in the spring. Um, all right, let's get into the Thursday card. It is a huge card. We've got 12 games on tap here in the NHL tonight. We will start with uh, Philadelphia taking on New Jersey. Uh, we've got the Devils here laying a big price, minus 300 home favorites in this game, the total six right now, pretty much across the board. Uh, Devils, I don't want to say they're in a slump. You can't go that far yet, but for the first time this year, they have lost three consecutive games. They were looking to avoid that fate uh, the other night against Dallas. They end up losing four to one, although two of the goals were empty net goals. So really was more of a two to one game, just ended four one as the Stars put in uh, a couple of empty net goals in that game. Uh, you know, 
nobody's pushing the panic button here with uh, New Jersey. Uh, all the quotes are still positive. You know, we're a good team. You know, we still win the week if we win our next two games and we get more points than we lost. That's what Eric Howlis said. So, yeah, be disappointed, but there's nobody pushing the panic button here that we've lost three in a row. You'd like to think this could be the night when you snap out of it, facing, of course, the uh, struggling Philadelphia Flyers, one of the worst teams in the NHL, just nine wins on the season uh, and on a four-game losing streak. Although I've said this about the Flyers, it's tough to lay a big, big number with them consistently because you still feel that at the end of the night, Mike, at the third period, you're going to be there biting your fingernails because one thing the Flyers have done consistently is battle, compete. Work ethic has been there. The problem with them is they just haven't had enough offensive finish. That's been their issue all season long. They could outwork the team, the opponent, outshoot the opponent, and it's something that's happened regularly. They've actually outshot the opponent in the four games that they've lost in a row coming into tonight. You know, and despite losing to Washington, they outshot them 30 to 25. You know, the Vegas overtime loss, they had the edge in shots there. Same thing in the Arizona game, they lost in OT. And even against the mighty Avalanche, who haven't been so mighty lately with all the injuries, but still, you know, outshoot the Avs 28 25, but they lose 3 2 in Denver uh, the other night. So the, again, it's work ethic is good. You know, attention to detail defensively is good. There's a lot of elements of this team's game that you like, but they're just not paying off their offensive chances and the shots and the expected goals are probably higher than uh, what we're actually seeing go in the net right now uh, for the Philadelphia Flyers. And that's the issue. They just don't have a ton of those big time offensive game breakers on this hockey team. They just don't. And it's, and it hurts even more when, you know, you don't have Sean Couturier all year who was counted upon so much for offense and especially the two-way game at the uh, center ice position. As far as the injury situation goes uh, for this game tonight, Flyers and Devils, there are still a lot of injuries for Philly. We talked, uh, mentioned Couturier already. Wade Allison's still out. Tony D'Angelo on the back end is out. Uh, Cam Atkinson is hurt again day-to-day -day, uh, with the upper body injury. Zach McEwen, day-to-day uh, -day, uh, as well. Uh, New Jersey has Bastion out, and pretty much uh, that's about it. Palat's been out, but he's been out for a while. Car Carter Hart, Vitek, Vanacek confirmed goalies in this one. Don't really have a strong feel. I don't have a bet on this game as of right now. I may not. It feels like a spot for the Devils to snap out of it. Maybe the first period if you want to back New Jersey. That first period puck line is not a bad price. You can get it at minus a half, plus 115 uh, in this game. I think that's the only smidget of value you can you know get from the devils in this game because even the puck line is not exactly a great option because to lay a full game puck line is minus 110 with the minus one and a half so maybe just to jump on philly in the first 20 minutes three losses in a row have that strong start something the devils might be looking for here so i haven't bet anything may not but i lean at least to the devil's first period puck line there minus a half plus 115 uh mike what do you think your flyers devils yeah i think you you want to think that New Jersey would have a strong outing against them tonight, especially the rival game with them, um, with them being so close together. Um, I, I think I just saw that the last few of their games have been pretty tight, one goal games. So, it, I mean, it would be a tough one to kind of decide just because you never know with those rivalry games. But you're right, New Jersey should roll them pretty well. I mean, just looking at the standings as well in the Metropolitan, like, Jersey's at the top of 44 and Philly's with 25. So um, it is a big difference. But again, you never know with these types of games where 
New Jersey coming off a loss. It could go either way kind of thing. Maybe they're down confidence, whatever. But um, you would hope that they'd come out and win tonight. Yeah, it's just a question of value, right? How the hell can you get value out of the Devils when they're a minus 300 favorite? And to me, the only way you can is maybe look at that uh, first period puck line here with the uh, Devils side uh, in this one tonight. I want to mention someone for Philly, though. Uh, he's been uh, getting more ice time on the blue line. And, you know, I'm wondering if we're going to see a, a props for him soon. But uh, Cam York, you know, he and he scored a goal the other night against Colorado. And the guy is, uh, you know, shooting the puck a little bit, too. So you might be able to get a little undervalued uh, player prop look there toward him for the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, someone that's actually contributing a little something from the uh, blue line offensively uh, for them. Uh, we'll see how the uh, Devils go. Again, the Devils have actually allowed 18 goals in their last four games combined. So maybe tightening up defensively is what they're going to do. So I would lean under the total, actually, in this game uh, with the uh, Flyers and Devils as well. All right, next we've got Dallas and Washington. Uh, Dallas minus 115, slight road favorites, uh, six the total. Questionable spot for Washington, right? They had the big uh, Chicago victory the other night, and Alex Ovechkin registers the hat trick, his 800th goal. Uh, they came off the bench to celebrate it when he scored that milestone goal. They had the big celebration in the dressing room after pouring the beer on him. Yeah, that's right, Leafs. Beer, <laughs> beverages, alcoholic, liquor beverages, not water. You know, we're not little kids. That's what they did with Marner several yeah. games ago. Let's get some real stuff going here. Yeah, beer on Ovechkin poured on him after getting that 800th goal. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, so they've celebrated quite a bit. You know, it's obviously a beloved player on the team, leader of the Capitals forever, uh, great career, 800 goals. Is there a little flat spot here for Washington coming back home after that? You do concern yourself with that. They are playing well, uh, no question. And like I said, uh, I'm trying to tell myself don't bet against Washington right now because they are playing their best hockey of the season. I'm saying that, Mike, because they were one of my target prime bet against teams early in the season. I said, this is not the same Washington team. I don't, you know, they were beaten up to shit with injuries, you know, to begin the season. And they actually still have a bunch of key players out, but I think Tom Wilson will be back soon uh, for the uh, Capitals. They're slowly getting healthier. They got uh, TJ Oshie back uh, recently as well. Uh, they got um, their best defenseman, Dmitry Orlov, at least best defensive defenseman back. Still have Fehervari out on the blue line. Darcy Kemper's still out. Haglund's still out. Wilson, not quite ready to return. Backstrom hasn't played yet this year. Lars Eller now is day-to-day, -day, a game-time decision with an upper body injury tonight. So there's still a bunch of uh, key players here out for Washington. I'm just concerned about the spot after such a momentous night for OV uh, the other night. Do my Craig Lachlan impression. Wow, that's a big goal, Joe B, for Alex Ovechkin there. Number 800 for the Caps. One of the great goals he scored. Great job by OV there for the Capitals. That's my, if you know Craig Lachlan, the longtime analyst of the uh, Capitals, you know his voice. And that's probably what he would sound like there calling the uh, game uh, the other night. But yeah, I, I definitely lean hard to Dallas. I have not pulled the trigger yet on the Stars. Uh, the stars are not in the greatest of, you know, in terms of they've played a lot of games in a short period of time uh, right now. So it's, you know, third game in four days for them uh, entering this game. But they are off a uh, 4-1 win against New Jersey. A nice bounce back after losing against Pittsburgh uh, the other night. Jake Ottinger confirmed in net. Uh, Charlie Lindgren continues to, I wouldn't say dazzle, but he's played well. Uh, he's played a lot better than I thought. And he's actually won each of his last five starts. Uh, in net for the uh, Capitals. And, you know, Alex B. Smith, my colleague on the show, said the other day, this is a guy that's actually been great at the AHL level. 
at times. And it just hasn't translated to the NHL level in the past for him. Well, now it is starting to just a little bit. So I haven't bet the game yet, but definitely a strong lean to Dallas here uh, in this one. Uh, I'm, I'm mulling it over right now. Uh, because I, I do question this spot for Washington, and I, I still think negatively of them more than positively. But I will say this. They are playing some of their best hockey. They're on a little run now. They've won five in a row. Although I will say as well, they've lost, they've beaten Philly, uh, Seattle, who are struggling again a little bit, and Chicago, three of the last four wins. So sisters of the poor a little bit of an element with that uh, in those victories. Uh, what do you think here, Mike? Dallas, Washington. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I mean – you never know after a, a kind of monumous night for Ovechkin and the team like that, and then coming home and is it a distraction for them? Do the fans do kind of a little celebration for him tonight after that? Um, you never know with that kind of stuff away from the game. Um, but then again, like I, I think they've won five in a row now, so it's it's a tough spot to be able to count them out in this game. But you know, Dallas is a good team. Um, I mean, their penalty kill percents third in the league right now, and same with their face-off, their goals for games played, um, that sort of thing. And, and they're a good team. So it's – yeah, they're on the road. Yeah, they've had a tough couple games here just with travel and I think you said however many and however many nights. It's a tough sledding for them. But, again, like these are the kinds of games that you're looking to win coming into the Christmas break kind of thing. So – um, I'm sure Dallas will be ready for them tonight, and it should be a good game regardless. Yeah, and there should be some uh, – by the way, if you're going to do SGP, you know, you're going to construct some same-game parlays in this game. If you're going to do player you know, points, you've got to include Rope Hints right now for the uh, Dallas Stars. Uh, he has been on a, a big-time heater. Uh, we're talking 10 points in the last seven games uh, for Rope Hints coming into this game tonight. Uh, against the uh, Dallas, against the uh, Washington Capitals. He's been terrific. I mean, and Ovechkin, you know, part of me says, you know, hangover spot after getting number 800. But part of me says, keep, keep riding this guy because look what he's been doing the last four games. He's got seven goals and nine points in just the last four games. Seven wow. goals and nine points in the last four games. So I think you've almost got to include hints and Ovechkin in points parlays if you're going to get involved with that tonight in this game. Um, are you, are you going to strive for something like that, Mike there? Nine points. I mean, yeah, that's, I didn't realize that Ovechkin had that many points in uh, yeah. that short amount of time, but yeah, I mean, that's, you never know with that. That's That's, that just shows you. And you know what? We said this yesterday about Ovechkin. He's not scoring those end to end rush goals. Like he used to remember early in his career, Mike, he'd go up and down the ice and score off the rush. And yeah. uh, he's not, scoring those kind of goals as much but he's changed his offensive game where he's now going to the net a bit more you know he's, he's still got his office set up that still teams can't figure it out still after 16 years of him being in the league that he goes to the face-off dot for the one-timer especially on the power play and, and yet he still can't be stopped doing that so uh it's just been remarkable he just finds the dead zone and coverage and bam still finds the spot and has that lethal one-timer but he's still able to score you know, he's maybe the way he scores has changed a little bit, but he's still able to score goals, and he's proven that right now. No question about that. All right, yeah. Seattle and Carolina. We've got uh, Carolina minus 200 home favorites here, five and a half the total uh, in this game. I'm sticking to my guns here, even with the uh, Mr. Beach Ball, as I call him, uh, Martin Jones uh, in net here for Seattle, and he can't stop one. 
uh, half the time. Uh, Martin Jones in net for the uh, Seattle Kraken. Um, he did get his, uh, a better performance out of him in his last start. Remember, over the weekend uh, against the Florida Panthers, and Seattle won that game by a score of 5-2, to two, and Martin Jones was in net uh, in that game. So it was uh, a better performance from uh, him uh, in his last start. Prior to that, it had been rough. But, I've, you know, how can I – all week long, talk about how I'm worried about this spot here for Carolina off the long road trip. It was very successful. You know, it looked like they were leaking, not leaking oil, but it looked like they were just struggling to get over the finish line at the end of that road trip against Detroit the other night. Just hanging on with a one nothing win uh, over the uh, Detroit Red Wings. Now you're back home, and this is where you could see the, uh, uh, the being on the road. And it's not just being on the road for, I believe it was six games, that road trip. Yeah, six games. You went through multiple time zones, east to west, west to east, and now back down south, you know, as you return home. You started in Pittsburgh, you went to St. Louis, you went out to L.A. and then Anaheim. Then you went all the way back to the eastern time zone, played the Islanders, then played Detroit, and now you're back home. That's a lot of travel. It's a lot of time zones you've changed uh, in a short period of time in what, over, a little over a week, two weeks? Yeah. Uh, and now you're back home. So very, very difficult spot, I think, for Carolina. But we are seeing some leveling off from the Seattle Kraken, a team that couldn't be stopped for a while on this great run. And now they've kind of gone in the other direction, one and four uh, in their last five games. The road record is suddenly, you know, not quite like it was. They've started to lose on the road where they had been almost unbeatable. They're one and two so far on this road trip that they've started here. They lost, uh, they lost to Washington. They beat Florida, as I mentioned, with Jones in net. And then they lost 6-2 the other night to Tampa Bay. So uh, Seattle, again, definitely regression, definitely not playing nearly as well. I don't think they're playing as well in their own end. Uh, that's definitely something to keep in mind. Uh, Carolina on the other side, you've got Pyotr Kochetkov, who's been – that's the biggest fear I have about taking Seattle tonight is Kochetkov is the real deal. He's going to be the future number one goalie for this hockey team. He's now 7-4 and four with a 2.01 goals against average and 926 save percentage. Uh, on the season, he went 5-0-1 on the road trip for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes in net. I mean, that's he's in, he's in great form, but but I do think there could be an issue with his team in front of him. When you return home, sometimes you're a little sloppy. You make mistakes. You turn the puck over in areas you shouldn't. Your puck management is a little bit dicey when you're off a long trip. You're mentally and physically not as sharp, you know, as you normally would be. So I'm going to still take that shot with Seattle here again at a plus 170 price. And I think after getting drubbed by Tampa Bay, you'll get a good effort from them. You just hope they can capitalize on their chances. You hope they can find ways to beat a red hot goaltender and you hope their own goaltender, Martin Jones, who's been more bad than good. Although hopefully we get the Martin Jones we saw in his last start against Florida, where he was better, led them to victory. Hopefully we get that version of him tonight. So I'm going to lean to Seattle here and take them for a small bet plus 170. Five and a half, I like the over a little bit too because we know Seattle has been in some higher scoring games lately. The defense has not played as well. Jones and net is always good to give up a couple. And I think even with Kochetkov, and I think I could see Carolina having some sloppy play in front of them. Tough spot off the long road trip. So five and a half, I definitely think the over might be worth a look as long as you can get that number. Uh, because And the five and a half, as I've mentioned all year, we haven't seen them as much. But when we've seen five and a half totals, they've been going more to the over than the under uh, what do you think here mike seattle and carolina yeah um i was just looking and i saw their last meeting looked like it was in seattle and carolina won five one so um yeah it was back in october but you know that 
sort of thing still stings for teams. Like they don't want to get blown out, especially if it's at home. Um, and then, like you said about their goalie with Carolina, they've won their past, last two games and they've had shutouts, but they're only winning one nothing or three nothing. So a goal here, or there, the other way kind of thing. And it's a completely different game, right? So, um, and then Seattle coming off a big win at Florida too, 5-2, and then a disappointing one, 6-2 to Tampa. Like that's kind of a great scenario for a, a nice big bounce back game for them with not a lot of travel in there too, just going from Florida to, to uh, Raleigh. So, I mean, I like Seattle here as well. Um, I think they're, Carolina's kind of ripe for the picking right now for them. So um, as long as they can kind of keep – scoring goals and maybe keep Carolina's offense at bay, then they should have a good shot tonight. It has all, I look, they're, they're really good right now. Carolina Seattle's leveled off a bit. I get that. Kochekov is terrific. What is it? Five Oh and one. He went on that road trip. I get all of that, but it's got all the makings of the classic situation where we've seen it for years in the NHL a team off a very long and very successful road trip. And you come home, you lay that egg, you lay that clunker. Uh, or even maybe you don't play that bad, but you still, you know, it's a struggle. It's a grind, you know, to play in a spot like this. It really is. So hopefully Seattle can capitalize on that uh, here tonight down in uh, Kane's country, the Kaniac Nation, as they call them down uh, in uh, Kakalaki. Uh, as far as props go for that game, I mean, I always say with Seattle, there's so many different ways you could go about it uh, because they usually get uh, a diff bunch of different players stepping up and contributing for them. Uh, on a nightly basis. As far as Carolina goes, uh, we've talked about, obviously, Natchez, how good uh, he has been for the uh, Hurricanes. Uh, don't sleep on Paul Stastny, the old veteran, you know, because now he's up on the top line. He's gotten a goal and two points in the last three games. You know, he's taken the place, obviously, of Sebastian Ajo, who's still out uh, for Carolina, and, and he's been chipping in some offense for them. We know Natchez has been excellent all season long. And then for Seattle, I mean, take your pick. Uh, Alex Wenberg, Burakovsky, Beniers, of course, goes without saying. He's been terrific. Uh, Jared McCann, I think, is a little undervalued in the prop market right now. If you look at McCann, he scored three goals in the last six games, four points uh, in the last six games for him. So some good options here in terms of the prop market here in this one. All right, L.A. Boston. We've got Boston minus 240, home favorites, six the total uh, in this game. Uh, Boston continues to roll on home ice. Their only home defeat this year still to the Vegas Golden Knights in the Bruce Cassidy Bowl uh, over a week ago uh, when he made his return to Boston as a head coach of the Golden Knights. And you could tell Vegas was going to be amped up to win that game for him, and that's exactly what happened. And other than that, they've been unblemished at home. It hasn't been as easy for them, though, lately. I mean, they've had some close calls. They beat Carolina in overtime. Tampa Bay win at home was pretty close. Uh, they need a shootout to survive the Islanders 4-3. Uh, uh, in their last home game, but they're not a team I'm stepping in front of on home ice right now. Just not going to do it, especially with L.A. up and down and more down than up. Now, you do have L.A. off an embarrassing third period. Really, it was. I mean, that game was scoreless going into the third period. Mike, we were on our Ice Guys live betcast on Tuesday night, and we, I think all of us, Alex, me, some of our viewers, we had Buffalo. We had over three and a half five and a half and six and a half goals in that game. And we were staring at zero, zero going into the third period. And we're thinking at that point, holy fuck, we could lose all four of these bets and go 0 and four. And like, this is going to be a disaster. And then sure enough, the Sabres get six goals in the third period. And we end up going three and one 
with those four bets. Buffalo cashes over three and a half. The live bet we took over three and a half came through. The over five and a half cashes because they got that sixth goal with about a minute to go. And we went three and one. The only thing that didn't come through was that initial over six and a half for the game because it ended six nothing. You talk about a little Christmas miracle a couple weeks ahead of schedule. That's what that game was, Mike, for me. Uh, Alex and a bunch of our BetCast viewers made us very happy the other night. But obviously, that's a horrendous third period for L.A. Uh, They are going to want to make amends for that tonight. I'm sure you're going to get a hard effort from them. But will it be enough to win against Boston on the road with their defensive issues, with Quick struggling in net? Copley has been actually a little bit better than Quick lately. And as far as the goaltending for this game tonight goes, Phoenix Copley is again getting the start here. Uh, for the LA Kings. Now he was in net for the Buffalo game and he, the six goal onslaught uh, in the uh, third period. And all of a sudden, like his goals against and his save percentage were pretty good before that third period. And now all of a sudden it's 3.33 and 884 save percentage. But it tells you all you need to know as well, where LA thinks uh, Jonathan Quick is right now. Uh, obviously they think he's struggling that they're giving Phoenix Copley a journeyman goalie for years when the Washington organization, the St. Louis organization, AHL for a bit, that they're giving him back-to-back starts here for the LA Kings. So uh, lean over actually in this game, six, the the total LA has kind of been trending that way with their defensive struggles. Uh, They've gone over the total at a five and three clip uh, in their last eight games. Uh, meanwhile, you look at uh, series history here. We've seen four of the last five meetings between the Bruins and the Kings go over the total. Two of the last three in Boston uh, have gone over the total. So I think the over is the bet that I might look to uh, pull the trigger on here with Kings and Bruins. What do you think here, Mike? L.A. Boston. Yeah, I think I like the over bet as well. It's hard to kind of bet against Boston at home, especially right now. Um <laughs> And I don't know if LA is the team that's going to come in and beat them at home either. With I mean, just looking at some of their team stats for Boston, their power play percents third in the league, penalty kills first, um, their goals against average is first in the league as well, giving up just over two goals a game. So um, I think it's hard to bet against them, especially to lose. But again, they're a team that can score as well, right? So taking that over is, is I like that play a lot, especially with LA uh, contributing to that as well, because they can score too. So um, yeah, I, I like that bet. All right. Like in uh, over the total here in this one, Copley uh, confirmed. I think all Mark will be in net for Boston. Hasn't been confirmed, but you would expect him to be uh, in net after the uh, victory against the Islanders. Uh, and then of course he was in net against uh, Vegas as well. The only start Swayman has, has had in the last week was that Arizona game. And I figured they'd give him that game, but uh, definitely it's been Linus. Linus Allmark has just been remarkable for the uh, Bruins. That being said, you know, if you actually look, if, if he did give up three goals the other night and he's not going to, you know, pitch a shutout or give up only one uh, every single game. And I like betting teams to strike back offensively, Mike after being shut out. Do you find that when just playing the game all these years, that when teams get shut out, they get blanked like LA did. There's more of a focus on let's get our freaking offense going. Let's, let's focus on maybe getting the, the, that side of our game going and put the puck in the net when you get blanked the previous game. Yeah. Sometimes maybe it's a little, just more emphasis on simple things that go to the net kind of thing. So um, yeah, when you're a team and you get shut out the, the last game, you're definitely looking to, rebound from that and try to put up as many as you can the next one. That's for sure. 
Uh, it's a betting angle that I, I don't I don't always go that route, but often I like to go that route. I think I, I consider it at the very least. Team gets shut out the last game. They have a bounce back offensively the next game. And that's why I think the Kings might find the back of the net here. But am I going to trust the Kings penalty kill, which has given up uh, five power play goals in the last two games against this Bruins team, which has been ripping it up with the power play all season long? I mean, we've got the third ranked power play in the league, Mike, in the Bruins and the 28th ranked penalty kill in L.A. So that's why I think both we get goals both ways, in my opinion, here yeah. tonight with the uh, Kings and the uh, Bruins. All right, next up, Anaheim and Montreal. And good game for if you're going to take point props and any props with Boston players, look at the power play points props tonight. You'll yeah. get better prices. You've got a matchup advantage where you have a great power play against a struggling penalty kill. If you're going to take Bruins player props, sweeten the pot, if you will. And look at the power play points because you'll get better prices with that. All right, Anaheim, Montreal, Montreal minus 155 home favorites, six the total in this game. You know, Anaheim could tell us that they're going to go through a wall tonight after getting shut out by Toronto 7 nothing, And I still wouldn't have an interest in backing them at all. Not one damn penny on this Anaheim team right now. Not going to do it. Um, in theory, conceptually, Mike, when you get absolutely embarrassed 7 to nothing. I mean, the Leafs basically scored a touchdown and kicked the extra point uh, against the uh, Anaheim Ducks the other night. You're supposed to want to bounce back. You're supposed to be livid, angry, pride takes over. And as a hockey team, you play, you know, with your hair on fire, not literally, but figuratively uh, after a loss like that against Toronto. I, you, you would think you see that from Anaheim. They've got a rest advantage as well. You know, they played uh, Tuesday night in Toronto. Montreal plays last night. Uh, in Ottawa, so it's a back-to-back -back for the Canadians here, although it's a short trip. As you know, Ottawa to Montreal, it's not a big travel situation. They're very short. You know, you can take a train, take a bus down the highway, whatever the case. You don't even have to fly if you don't want to, but uh, definitely uh, it's still an advantage in the in the uh, situational department for Anaheim off a brutal loss and the rest advantage over Montreal, and I still can't back them, even at plus 135. That's how bad they are, Mike. Yeah. They're, off a rest they're on a rest advantage here over Montreal, They've got absolutely destroyed by Toronto. You'd think they want to bounce back strong, but they're playing so porous defensively. They can't get a save. They can't stop anybody in their own zone. I still have my doubts, and I, I still can't back them. I still don't trust them enough to back them here uh, in this game. But I'm not going to lay a buck 55 with Montreal either. They're on a back-to-back. -back. Uh, it's a stay-off game for me. Uh, honestly, uh, and I'm going to have to show me they can defend a lick. Seriously. They've got to show me they can fucking defend a lick right now because they're giving up six, seven to Toronto, six to uh, San Jose last week. Let's not forget that. They gave up six to Ottawa, uh, or no, only three to Ottawa. So that was actually a good defensive effort uh, by their standards. But six to San Jose, six to Toronto. Um, uh, Montreal team total could certainly hit in this game. Wouldn't shock me. It's over three and a half. I guess I would lean that way, but I don't know. I'm probably more likely to stay off the game than bet anything side or total uh what do you think here mike anaheim montreal yeah i wouldn't touch anaheim either that's for sure um yeah i i think i think uh arrested montreal team probably could do some damage like toronto maybe did um but looking at some of the team stats for anaheim their goals against is the worst in the league goals for is the worst penalty kill percentage is the worst and their power plays 30th so it's a tough one for them. I, yeah, I don't think I'd touch them for a while here, just how cold they are. Um, but yeah, it's, it's minus 155 for Montreal. I don't think it's it's worth it to take that either. So, 
Yeah, I mean, it was it's 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 Lucas Dostal, by the way, I should point out, is going to be the goalie tonight for the uh, Anaheim Ducks. They think he's got the potential to be their future number one. Of course, we don't know yet. He hasn't had a big enough sample size at the NHL level yet to make that, uh, you know, make that distinction. But he is going to be in net tonight. He, the last start he had was against Ottawa, and he did make three or 35 saves on 38 shots. So again, like usual, Anaheim gives up a shit ton of shots, and he actually played okay. You know, given how civ-like this defense has been uh, all year, he only gave up three goals, which is actually not bad. Uh, and then he had to come into the game against Toronto the other night after Gibson got pulled, and he unfortunately for him, he gave up five goals on uh, on twenty-five shots in that game. So it was pretty rough for uh, Dostal in that game. But again, the whole team was just brutal. Uh, in that uh, game against Toronto. And his, his overall numbers this year are actually 5.39 goals against 849 save percentage. But again, he's only had the two starts and that Toronto game where he's filling in for, takes the spot of Gibson, you know, that basically inflates his goals against and his save percentage in a game where, look, they just, I think they quit, honestly, uh, Anaheim in that 7 nothing game. So I don't want to, you know, look at those raw numbers for Dostal, 5.39 goals against and say, He's that bad. He was thrown into a brutal situation against Toronto. Team had nothing going. They were getting ripped apart defensively. Gibson had already been pulled. Uh, I think now this is going to be a more accurate assessment of how good maybe this kid can be long term. I don't know. This is in theory, conceptually, this is a spot and I'm supposed to show up and play like like it's game seven, you know, of a playoff series when you get embarrassed like that. But we'll have to see if they can take advantage of it. All right. And by the way, for props with Montreal, Slavkovsky. Caulfield, Suzuki, take your pick. Uh, any of those guys, I think, are Doc, who, again, continues to be undervalued. Do you know, Mike, that he's been on the top line for Montreal for weeks with Suzuki and Caulfield? Kirby Doc, who was a nice addition from Chicago, they've been pricing him at plus 500 in some wow. books to score a goal, and he's on the top line. I mean, it's the kind of shit you got to take advantage of. Yeah. And I've been looking to bet him to score a goal. How do you have someone that's been on the top line for this team at plus 500, like he was last night uh, at some books? So, uh, great uh, shop around. You'll get a good price on Doc tonight, once again, for the uh, Montreal Canadiens. All right, Pittsburgh and Florida. We've got even money here, minus 110 both sides, uh, six and a half the total in this game. Uh, Florida Panthers, uh, one of their best games in a while the other night, albeit it was against Columbus. Pump the brakes. Don't get too excited. I mean, Columbus has their issues. But it was a step in the right direction for an inconsistent Florida Panthers team. There's no doubt. Uh, better job. Bobrovsky getting a shutout. I mean, I almost have to make sure I didn't have too much beer that night. I mean, seeing that Bobrovsky actually got a shutout. Holy mackerel. Uh, it has, it's been a while since we've seen that from goalie Bob. But, you know, at the same point in time, you still get those stoke the fires of competition and wanting to be at your best when you play your former team. And he was playing Columbus that night. And definitely, I think that played a part uh, in how well he played in that game. I was thinking maybe Spencer Knight would be ready to return tonight because Paul Maurice has been hinting for a few days now that we'd get close to the time when he'd be ready to return for the Panthers, but not yet with that uh, illness. Uh, it looks like it'll be Sergei Bobrovsky once again confirmed in net tonight for the uh, Panthers in this game. There's a flu bug running through the Panthers too. I, I was reading something from George Richards, Florida Hockey Now. And by the way, nationalhockeynow.com are a great partners here for the ice guys show make sure you're checking out their team websites so many of the beat writers and the reporters do a great job great insight on the teams george richard's saying that there's a little bit of a illness thing going around with the panthers right now and you can see it in the terms of their lineup tonight matthew kachuk's dealing with it 
Uh, he wasn't at practice today, and he may not play tonight for the Panthers. Carter Verhage, who's been just absolutely phenomenal for them uh, this season, uh, he's also dealing with that same type of illness that's running through the team. He's also day-to-day. They're gutted at the center ice position. Chris Tierney, Anton Lindell, Colin White, all at the center ice position are either questionable or out for this game tonight. So all of a sudden, you could be looking at a shorthanded team that's maybe not feeling 100% as this little illness runs through the group a little bit uh, right now. And then on the flip side, you've got a Pittsburgh team that's playing outstanding hockey right now coming into this game. Penguins have played great at both ends of the ice. Their entire game, Mike, is coming together. Crosby's been insane. This is remarkable. He's 35 years old now, and he's actually playing some of the best hockey he's played in years, you know, coming into this game tonight for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Crosby, in the last, I believe, 14 games, uh, he has, uh, in terms of goals, 2, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 10, 11 goals. And in terms of points, 3, 5, 6, 7, 9, 10, 11, 15, 7, wow, 15, 19 points in the last 14 games for Sidney Crosby. So he's been excellent. He's turning back the clock. He's healthy. That's a big thing too, because we've seen him suffer a few injuries. He's missed some time the last couple of years. He's healthy now. Uh, absolutely. He's been, uh, and that's makes a huge difference for Pittsburgh. Ricard Raquel has been really good. That whole top line for Pittsburgh, Pat, it's impressive with uh, Crosby playing at the level he's playing at. Uh, and then Raquel and Gensel, his line mates, it's been a terrific line. Now, Jason Zucker is out. They'll miss him. He's had a nice season so far for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, he's out indefinitely week to week, lower body injury, six goals, 14 assists for him. Jeff Petrie's on IR as well, but Chad Ruedel comes into the lineup. I don't think they skip too much of a beat. You know, maybe you miss a little of the offensive upside Petrie brings, but Petrie can sometimes be shaky in his own end. I've seen, we saw that with Montreal. We've seen it at times with Pittsburgh. Chad Ruedel actually might be a little bit better in terms of steady defensive play in his own zone. So it's not a huge drop-off, in my opinion, there with Ruedel taking the spot of Petrie uh, on that Pittsburgh blue line. So I like Pittsburgh here. Even money, uh, minus 110. You know, Florida's going to have to show me they can beat more than Columbus before I'm ready to back them uh, in this game. Bobrovsky, trust him to have two good starts in a row. I'll see it before I believe it. Uh, let's go with Pittsburgh here, uh, minus 110 in this one for me. Uh, ride this Penguins team, playing their best hockey right now, six-game win streak. And look, they've beaten some good teams too. Vegas, you know, they beat Buffalo twice, who, you know, are a better team this year. Dallas uh, in their last game. I'm going to ride it here. Penguins, even money. What do you think here, Mike? Yeah, I mean, I think you nailed it with um, Crosby playing some of his best hockey right now. It's kind of been unbelievable. But you'd think that he'd, have a bit of a regression coming into the season, especially as age is creeping up and some injuries that he's had over the last few years. But he seems to be kind of clipping along well right now. I think he's at 38 points in 29 games or something like that. So um, it's hard not to jump on board with that guy as your leader right now, especially if you're a Penguins team that's that's looking to kind of move up the standings a little bit and just be in that top half um, with the, the other elite teams. I think they're tied with Carolina right now at 38. So. Um, yeah, I like Pittsburgh here. Um, I do think Florida is a good team, um, with them being at home, but again, the Bobrovsky factor where you kind of don't really know. And it seems like they are missing Spencer Knight and with a couple call-ups, um, seems that they, that flu bug might be going around in their team right now. So, um, yeah, I like Pittsburgh tonight here as well. 
Nobody's been dealing with any of that shit with the Guildford Flames. You've been all healthy, all healthy boys, all you guys. Yeah, for the most part, I think we just had a couple little sicknesses here and there, but other than that, no, we've been pretty good so far. Knock on wood. Not surprising when you got forty-one points and you're leading the league by eight points. You probably are healthy. You're probably doing something right and uh, avoiding injuries and staying healthy. Touch wood, right? Yeah, that's exactly it. Exactly right. Uh, so yeah, Pittsburgh for me here in this one minus one ten. You know what's something? And I'm reading this now. Uh, the Malkin line with Brian Rust, although Zucker was a big part of that, so they're gonna have to see who's taking that spot. You know that my bargain bin goal scorer prop senses are lighting up, but who's gonna take that? It's Danton Heinen. It looks right. like it's going to play on that second line with Evgeny Malkin and Brian Rust. You know what that means? Prop value on Danton Hine and moving up the lineup. I think that's a good value-laden player prop option tonight uh, for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. But that line with Zucker on it, with Malkin and Rust, number two in the league in goals expected. I mean, holy mackerel. And they've already got the Crosby-Gensel-Ricard-Raquel uh, line right now rolling too. So both of the top two lines for Pittsburgh doing a remarkable job right now. So keep an eye on that. Definitely. You've got situations that look uh, optimal uh, in my opinion for, uh, you know, these top two lines, you could put a bunch of those guys in player points props tonight in terms of a same game parlay. And I would definitely look at Heinen as well. Points and goal score prop. He'll be undervalued as well. I do want to mention a prop from the New Jersey game because we talked New Jersey game earlier. I forgot to mention this because this is one of the most important ones. I think we've seen Fabian Zetterland. I've mentioned him before for the New Jersey Devils. Very talented player. He was kind of pushed down the lineup for a while. Lindy Ruff's putting him back on the top line tonight for the uh, New Jersey Devils. Fabian Zetterland, uh, and he will be playing alongside uh, Tatar and Nico Heeshier uh, on that top line for the Devils tonight. Value with Zetterland for sure. Top line, not going to be priced like it. Uh, going to get more opportunity. Going to get more power play time uh, as well uh, for this game tonight uh, against the uh, Flyers. Uh, so let me just uh, take a look at what the uh, price would be for him, uh, Fabian Zetterlin, because he's going from the fourth line to the top line tonight. You can get plus 410 on him to score a goal. Wow. Whew, top line? Yeah, sign me up for that one. You never know, right? So. Yep. And you know when they get those opportunities, players going up the lineup, I'm sure you've seen this before, players going up from the fourth or the third line to a top six forward role, they're flying out of their skates. They want to make an impact. They want to take advantage of the opportunity. So it's conceptually, I think it makes sense to look in these uh, directions when you're seeing the player moving up the uh, lineup. I'm also looking out to see who else uh, is, is uh, in that situation. I'll tell you what, I had Car Curtis Lazar, Mike, in that same situation last night for Vancouver, score a goal moving up to the top line. He didn't, but man, he had chances. Like right in the, early in the game, like he got stopped by Markstrom and he was right in a point blank chance. And that's all you can ask for, you know, get the chances. And you're, if you see, get finds the back of the net, one of these players moving up the lineup at a plus 400, 500 price, you know, that's definitely what you're looking for. All right. Columbus, Tampa Bay. We've got Tampa Bay minus 310 home favorites, six and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, the Lightning uh, playing great hockey, took care of business against Seattle the other night. Uh, Sergachev, Mikhail Sergachev on defense looks like he is questionable uh, for this game. Banged up, might not play tonight, says John Cooper. Uh, the head coach. So game time decision for him. Uh, 17 points in the last four games, 14 games from the blue line for Sergachev. So he's been racking up the points. He's been chipping in offense from the blue line, quarterbacking the power play, doing all of that good stuff uh, for the Tampa Bay Lightning. So if he doesn't play tonight, they'll definitely miss his uh, presence in this game. 
definitely the Jackets might might have an opportunity. First of all, here's another team off a shutout loss. Jackets lost 4 nothing to Florida the other night. Yeah, we talked about this with L.A. I think teams in this spot, they look for their offense more than their defense. Like, let's get our offense going. We got blanked in the last game. I think the Jackets will look to do that tonight. And they get Brian Elliott, the backup goaltender for Tampa Bay tonight, not Andre Vasilevsky. So a little bit of a break there for them. They are still banged up. Again, four starting D, Bean, Blankenberg, Boquist, Wierenski out of the lineup. They're just going to simply have trouble uh, keeping the puck out of the net, and especially with the way Tampa Bay is going right now. you got to believe Tampa Bay is going to be able to find the uh, back of the net here uh, in this game against uh, Daniil Tarasov, by the way, is going to be a net for the uh, Jackets. Uh, Jonas Corposalo remains on IR. Uh, Elvis Merzlikens continues to be uh, Elvis Merzlikin. Uh, in net as in he's leaking oil, leaking pucks uh, right now. And I I hate to actually make light of it because I think, like I've said, a lot of it is due to that tragedy that happened with his teammate, his countrymate, Matisse Kivlenic's passing away in that fireworks incident. He has not been the same goaltender ever since that happened. I think he needs a change of scenery. I honestly think he should get dealt out of Columbus. Sometimes you just need to get away, you know, fresh start, clean slate. Maybe Merzlikens needs, needs that right now. Uh, for Columbus, but it'll be Tarasov in net. Believe it or not, he's got the best numbers of any Columbus goaltender uh, this year, and it's still below average. Uh, 3.17 goals against average, 9.12 save percentage for him. Tampa Bay should still find the back of the net. You look at what they've been doing lately offensively. Uh, they've been scoring goals. Columbus, I think, after getting blanked, and they get Elliott, not Vasilevsky in net, they'll score some goals as well. I like over 6.5 here with Columbus, Tampa Bay tonight. Uh, Mike, what do you think here? Jackets and Lightning. Yeah, I'm with you there. I, I do like that over. Um, you got guys like Line who are starting to heat up a little bit. I think he's got seven points his last five games, and then how can you go and think that Nikita Kucherov won't get a goal or a point tonight as well? So um, those kinds of guys are are there for a reason. And that over six and a half looks like that'd be pretty good, especially with. Um, some struggling goaltenders and even a backup goaltender going in tonight for Tampa. So yeah, no, I, I like that. I don't, I wouldn't want to take Tampa straight up with the three ten, Um, but yeah, I think the over six and a half looks pretty good. All right, Mike, uh, this is, this is a pretty easy trivia question, but I'll throw it at you regarding Brian Elliott. Uh, he has a six and one record in seven starts this year. And a 3.39 goals against average, 8.95 save percentage. What does that tell you? <laughs> what does that tell me? Um, I mean, six and well, one, but a 3.39 goals against average. Yeah, I mean, he's given up a lot, but this team's kind of bailing him out. Obviously, that's the thing is that just maybe that having him in net makes them play a little tighter on D. But who knows, right? And at some point that that's going to give up at some sometimes. So um, you would need a little more from him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So again, six and one, he's been winning games when he's been in net, but he's been giving up goals. Like it's yeah. been situations where basically Tampa's winning these games like five, three, you yeah. know, when he's in there, five, four, six, four, something like that. So uh, just be careful with that in terms of uh, Elliot, because you actually look at his recent starts. You've seen a five, two game, a six, five game, a 5-4 game, a 5-3 game uh, in his last four starts. All of them clearing six and a half goals, by the way, uh, total goals. So uh, definitely liking uh, over six and a half year jackets and a uh, lightning. This is on the uh, short list of candidates for best bet, actually, uh, at the uh, end of the show. I haven't decided if this will be it, but it's got the potential. 
Uh, and yeah, prop wise, definitely there's a bunch that uh, we could look at here uh, in this game tonight. Uh, you know, it goes without saying that uh, Stamp goes Kucherov point. Those three guys have been uh, just remarkable. What's point got five goals and six points in the last four games. Yeah. Uh, Stamp goes has got uh, on, he's on a point streak. Yes, he is. He's on a crazy point streak too. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 game point streak now for Stamkos. Wow. So this is a good game to go. Stamkos put some point props together with point with Stamkos with Kucherov. You know, Nick Paul's chipped in some goals. You could go in that direction. Ross Colton and Corey Perry, you know, are starting to get their depth scoring going for the uh, Lightning as well. Perry's got two goals uh, in the last three games. Uh, Nick Paul all season long has chipped in offensively. Ross Colton has three goals in the last six games for the uh, Lightning, four points during that span. That's why they're winning like they are right now, Tampa. You know, they've got everybody contributing offensively. The big guns are firing, and even the depth forwards are contributing. Tough to beat them when that's happening, for sure. All right, next up, we've got, as we continue along here, Toronto and the New York Rangers uh, in this one. Uh, we've got the uh, Leafs, uh, one of the better games of the night, Leafs minus 120. Uh, road favorites at Madison Square Garden and the total six across the board uh, in this one. Both of these teams are playing good right now, Mike. Definitely. I mean, the Rangers went through their little slump, uh, but they're definitely playing better hockey uh, right now. Uh, they've turned it around. Um, we'll see if they can keep it going tonight against the Leafs. I have my doubts, though, because if you actually look at the Rangers, Colorado was banged up. Vegas was in a tough spot back home after the big Boston win where they beat Cassidy and handed the Bruins or Cassidy and the Golden Knights. They beat the Bruins. They came back home. They lost to the Rangers. Bit of a tough spot. St. Louis is struggling mightily when the Rangers beat them. So uh, the New Jersey win was impressive because they were down in that game. But uh, the other ones, you put a little asterisk beside them. I just think the Leafs in their victories, they've looked overly more impressive in all facets of their game compared to the Rangers. Like they're defending uh, all their big guns are contributing. They're getting their depth scoring uh, as well. I mean, like I said, they're playing like a five-man unit defensively. Matt Murray and Ilya Samsonov. I mean, Kyle Dubas looks like a genius right now. I mean, there's nothing else to say other than that. Now, maybe we're proven otherwise in a month or two from now or in the playoffs if they shit the bed. You know, but right now, uh, he, he looks like uh, he's uh, he, did, he struck he hit, struck the jackpot, essentially. You know, because Samsonov and Murray have been outstanding, and he got them for pennies on the dollar, brought them in in the offseason, and look at the way they're playing right now uh, for the Leafs. I do like Toronto here, minus 120. I haven't bet the Leafs often. I don't bet the Leafs often. But I find you get their best in games like this, good competition. I find they raise their game when they're playing Rangers and Tampa Bay and Florida and teams like that. They've been like that. You know, the last few years, I think the Leafs are going to find a way here tonight. Minus 120. Murray confirmed in net as uh, um, Sheldon Keefe continues to go back and forth with both of these goalies because they're both playing well. And I think he figures, let's just give one guy the, a start and then we'll give the other guy the next game. That's basically the way he's been going about it. So, yeah, for me, I'll go with Toronto here. Minus 120 uh, in this one. What do you think here, Mike? I, yeah, I like that, too. I think um, coming off a big win like that, you sometimes might worry about kind of a, a loosey-goosey style of game for the next one for them, just thinking that maybe it's point night again. But I think going into a big building like MSG is, right, you, you almost need your A game every time you go there. And uh, A team like Toronto kind of knows the significance with that and wanting to beat the, a team like that. So, um, yeah, I, I like the Leafs tonight as well. Um, that value seems pretty good. Usually they're 
a little worse than that. So um, it should be a good game, though. I mean, that'll be an exciting one to watch. Totals-wise, this could go either way. With the way the Leafs are defending, you know, right now, the goaltending they've gotten, you would think it goes under. But at the same time, they're lighting it up also right now. Four, five, five, seven. That's the goals they've scored in the last four games. And the last three meetings at Madison Square Garden, Rangers and Leafs, we had a 6-3 game, a 5-3 game, and a 6-3 game. All of them going over the total. And I don't know. I just get a gut feel it goes over tonight. Uh, don't, don't Do I love it? No, because I think it's a tough total. It could go either way. And both teams can play a higher scoring brand of hockey and a lower scoring brand of hockey. But I don't know. The trends that I'm seeing from both teams offensively point that maybe that game can go over the total tonight. And the Rangers, too, during the win streak, six, five, and four, you know, in three of the four victories, they only scored one goal against Colorado, and then they won in a shootout. But Colorado's trying to bring everybody into a tighter checking style of play. That's the way Colorado's been playing lately with all the injuries they have. So even the Rangers have been perking up offensively. So I guess I'd lean over six here with the uh, Leafs and the uh, Rangers tonight as far as the total goes. Prop-wise, I've been doing this, Mike, with the Mitch Marner situation. He's going for 24 consecutive games with a point tonight. I've been taking him to score a goal and over points. And, and it's a nice plus like 180 type of price. And these have hit more often than not. So if he scores with goal and he gets two plus points, you know, you have a good chance with that. And that's usually the the parlay I've put together in leaf games lately. And it's actually cashed in more often than not. Uh, so I might look in that direction one more time here tonight. Uh, you know, what's scary too, is we know Nylander and Marner and Matthews have been great lately. Well, Alexander Kerfoot busted out of a slump the other night with two goals. What if he gets going? Pierre Engvall starting to pick, get get going offensively for you. Like their bottom lines are now starting to score as well. So scary stuff uh, to prepare for uh, when you're playing the Toronto Maple Leafs right now for sure. All right, Nashville Winnipeg. Uh, next up, we've got uh, Winnipeg minus one fifty five home favorites in this game. Minus one sixty in some spots. Total six across the board in this one. Uh, Winnipeg has uh, been a thorn in my side the last couple games because I've taken them two games in a row. I, I should have stayed off them in the Washington game, but I really did like them against Vegas, and we were on the BetCast that night and very disappointed in the way they were playing defensively. They just couldn't hold a lead. Vegas always answered. Maybe not one of Hellebuck's better games, but I'm coming right back to the Jets tonight. This is the end of this homestand. They've lost the first two games uh, of this homestand. They don't want to go 0-3 before they go on the road you got a Nashville team that is down and struggling right now. They lose to Ottawa. They get shut out by St. Louis. one nothing uh, in their last game. They cannot score goals. They cannot put the puck in the ocean right now, the Nashville Predators. That's an issue. I think you get the Jets bouncing back. I think you get Hellebuck in net bouncing back as well. We know he's bounced back Hellebuck. Do you know how good he's been in his career with the Jets when he gives up like five or more goals in his previous game? He has been just nails the next time uh, he's been in net for them. So I'd expect that kind of game from Hellebuck tonight. I'd go Winnipeg first period puck line because I think, again, the slow starts, they want to erase those. You can get plus 155 with first period puck line. I'm going to go with Jets in regulation, get that down to even money. A Nashville team total under with the way they're struggling and the way Hellebuck bounces back after a bad game. I don't mind that bet at all either and he full game under i think too because i think the jets are going to win like a four to one type of game i could see it being like four one jets three one jets something like that here tonight uh, against this nashville predators team so it's basically winnipeg first period puck line winnipeg in regulation and i would certainly lean full game under and preds team total under as well what do you think mike preds jets 
Yeah, I like the Jets as well tonight. I think just the way that Nashville's been playing lately is just kind of tough. Um, and I, I think I've said all year long is just that the Winnipeg team, they, they just find ways to win. And coming off, like coming back to their home rink in Winnipeg, and I'm sure Nashville doesn't really want to be in Winnipeg, Manitoba tonight. So um, it might be a, a good one for them to, to really put it to them. And again, like you said, I mean, you don't think – I really don't think Hellebuck's going to give up too many tonight. And Nashville doesn't really have that offensive power that we're used to seeing them with having the last few years. So, um, yeah, I, I like I like Winnipeg tonight and, and even that under as well. All right, liking the under and the Jets, Mike, in this one as well. Uh, and, yeah, in terms of the uh, goaltending, it is confirmed on both sides. You see Saros – Connor Hellebuck, uh, your goaltending matchup here in this game. As far as the Jets props, like a, I think more of it's going to be focused on better cleaning it up in your own zone tonight. So uh, I, the Jets might be comfortable with, you know, a three to one win, maybe not looking to load up the offense tonight, but Perfetti on the top line is undervalued. Mikey Essimont has moved up to the second line for the Jets. Uh, Carson Kuhlman is going to be in the lineup tonight. He was claimed off waivers just a few days ago from Seattle. He had one goal, two assists in 14 games with the Kraken earlier this year. They're putting him on the third line with Adam Lowry and Axel Janssen-Fialbi uh, on the uh, third line for the Jets. Um, how do you view it with the guy, you know, collected off waivers by the Jets, thrown into the lineup, I believe, tonight for the first time uh, with the Jets because he didn't play against Vegas. Want to make an impact? That's what I assume. This guy wants to come in there, make an impact, play a hard, strong game, maybe get on the score sheet. So I'm always tempted when I see the, these situations, guy gets claimed off waivers. They put him in the lineup for the first time. I sometimes want to bet that player in some form from a prop standpoint. Yeah. It always seems like a guy coming off waivers, um, obviously probably didn't want to be put on waivers. So um, going to a new team, a fresh little start, uh, you never know, right? Playing in a different situation with different players and you're getting all sorts of different opportunities than kind of what you're used to. So, a fresh start and you know that could do wonders for a guy especially in that first game when you've got the juice and trying to prove some people wrong and why they took why didn't uh why they waved you yeah you mentioned the predators too not crazy a lot of teams and maybe not the crazy about being in winnipeg playing a game there i know people that live in winnipeg they're not crazy about being there yeah. uh <laughs> keith grondon you've seen him on the show before anybody that's watched the show he's he played at lakehead university college hockey university hockey lives in winnipeg now He's constantly ripping apart and bitching about his the place he lives. I mean, it's just ah fucking Winnipeg shit peg and all this uh, stuff. I mean, it's way too harsh on his hometown. Yeah. You live there, man. You yeah. should be trying to raise it up, not tear it down. <laughs> Come on. Hard to do when it's that cold. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, that's what it does. It just makes everybody miserable. That's yeah. exactly it. No doubt. All right, Vegas and Chicago. We got three games left. Vegas and Chicago here next up. Uh, Vegas minus 210. Actually, minus 200 to minus 210 in that range as road favorites, six the total uh, in this game. Uh, Vegas, obviously, a nice win against – a very nice win against Winnipeg the other night because we talked about – the reason I like Winnipeg as well in that game, Mike, was who was out of the lineup for uh, Vegas. They had no Jack Eichel. I would say two their best two defensemen, Alex Petrangelo and Shea Theodore, uh, were both out of the lineup as well. Uh, for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights in Winnipeg the other night, and still were able to get the job done and, and pick up a nice victory against a surging Winnipeg Jets team. So very impressed with Vegas. This is kind of smells like a bit of a flat spot for them, but at the same time, they're 13-3 and on the road. They've been absolutely outstanding away from T-Mobile Arena this year. 
Uh, they start that road trip with that win, as I mentioned, against the uh, Jets. Played really, really good hockey away from home Vegas. Make no mistake about it. Uh, and although I will say they did lose their last visit to Chicago, and in fact, their last two trips to the Windy City, Chicago was on the winning end of both of those games. So this has been one building where they've had uh, some issues here, the, uh, the the Vegas Golden Knights. But Chicago has been obviously in a free fall, 1-9 in their last 10 games, uh, four straight losses coming into tonight. Uh, there's games where they get shut out like they did against the Devils and the Islanders. And then there's games where they get absolutely lit up uh, and uh, given up a ton of goals. Thank goodness Arvid Soderblom is good to go here for the uh, Blackhawks because, um, you know, Peter Mrazek ain't it. I mean, it's cotton candy and and uh, plastic body parts for him and that groin of his that's being held together by duct tape and glue uh, at this point uh, for Peter Mrazek. And then when he does get off a groin injury, he's not very good at the moment, unfortunately. So it's a bunch of issues with him. He got cr- just absolutely destroyed by Washington the other night, gave up seven goals uh, in that game. So if you're Chicago, you're, 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 you're trying to, if you're Luke Richardson, you got to think I got to put anybody in, but Mrazek right now. Uh, and uh, he's going to go back to Arvid Soderblom tonight, who has actually played decent at times. You know, he had the great start against the Rangers. Uh, he's given up three goals in each of his last three starts, but he's faced a shit ton of shots, and it could have been a lot worse, quite honestly. So the guy's actually played a little bit better than maybe we thought coming in, because last year it was a bit of a struggle. But he's had some decent starts. Will he have a good start here tonight? That remains to be seen. Uh, as far as the series history, three of the five have gone over the total. I kind of lean that way over the total, but I'm less reluctant or I'm more reluctant, I should say, to bet an over with Chicago with this young kid in there uh, compared to Morozik because he's actually been a little bit better. He's been serviceable at times, and this is a team that gives up a lot of high danger, a lot of high event opportunities, high event chances, lots of defensive zone time spent by Chicago. They get hemmed in all the time. Goalie's got to be good if they're going to have a chance to be competitive, and Soderblom's been that at times this year for the Blackhawks. So I guess I kind of lean over, but nothing super strong. What do you think here, Mike, Vegas, Chicago? Yeah, uh, obviously, I think it's pretty uh, well known that Vegas is probably the better team. Um, but then again, like if some of these guys are, are out of the lineup tonight, like um, Eichel, obviously, and then um, like Shea Theodore and um, a couple other guys, then it, it does make it a tough night in Chicago. So, um, do I want to back Chicago all the way? Not really. Um, I do like that over though at six, um, just because both teams can score. They do have certain guys who can step up and put the puck in the net. And I mean, the goaltending isn't all that great either. So, um, and, and just looking at their records, I mean, Chicago's one, eight and one in the last 10. So um, if, Vegas can come in and put up a few, then maybe you'll get a little bit of a pushback from Chicago in their home rink. Um, so, yeah, I, I like that pick. All right, uh, good stuff there. Uh, and by the way, if you that's a good, great point about the uh, props there for Vegas. I've talked about Paul Cotter. You know, he's been undervalued a little bit for the Gold Knights, and he's still on the top line with Stevenson and Stone. Uh, but, uh, you know, this blue liner for them, uh, Daniil Miramanov, he's played well. He got his first career NHL goal. And he had three points in the victory against Winnipeg the other night. He's been shooting the puck too. Two two shots on goal, three and three. It's basically eight shots on goal in the last three games combined. So I don't know if books are going to have Miramanov props because they don't always have them for every defenseman, especially 
you know, defensemen that have just joined the team and been inserted into the lineup recently. Uh, but if you can find them here uh, on him, uh, Miramanov, that might be something to consider here because, like, this guy is is definitely – and it looks like we've got a goal prop for him. We just don't have points props and shots on goal and things of that nature uh, with Miramanov yet. But you can get plus 700 on him to score a goal. So there you go. And he just scored one in the last game, and he's shooting the puck a lot. So, you know, you could do a lot worse than that in terms of a value-laden prop option for – uh, tonight's card. All right, St. Louis and Edmonton. We've got the Oilers minus 165 home favorites, uh, six and a half the total uh, in this game. Blues returning home, uh, or sorry, the Oilers, I should say, returning home following a mini two-game road trip through Minnesota and Nashville on back-to-back nights. They lose in Minnesota two to one, and then they end up beating Nashville uh, six to three uh, in their next game. You know, it's really, really amazing how every single Edmonton victory you know, if you look back over their last 10 games, every Edmonton win, they have scored at least four goals. You know, it seems like, you know, they don't score four, they don't win. You know, that's what you get from the uh, Edmonton Oilers. And uh, so if you like Edmonton, uh, you know, and um, you take the team total over three and a half because they're not going to win unless they get to four. Why on the hell would you take a money line on the Edmonton Oilers at minus 170 or even the reg line, you know, and risk overtime? which is always a risk with Edmonton because nothing comes easily for them at times, you know, just go over three and a half. If you like Edmonton in the game tonight, just go over three and a half on their team total. Cause every recent Oilers win, they have scored four goals minimum. So uh, to me, that's what makes sense. I like Edmonton team total here over three and a half. If it's the, if it's Campbell in that Campbell soup, uh, I might end up going with, uh, the over in the full game, but I think it's going to be Skinner. Yes, it is. It's Skinner. It is Stuart Skinner for the uh, Edmonton Oilers uh, in net tonight. And uh, obviously he has been the best goalie for Edmonton. There's a reason Jay Woodcroft's given him more starts. And, and look, I like what I'm seeing from Nugent Hopkins lately. Hyman Holloway, I think could get going. Yamamoto, I think is due at home to score. He finally got his first goal in a recent home game. There's some good prop options for Edmonton. I know St. Louis, Finally won a game against Nashville, won nothing, but it wasn't very pretty. It was an overtime win against a team that can't score goals right now. Probably going to be a lot tougher for them here tonight against the uh, Oilers. And I don't know what the exact numbers are, Mike, but I know St. Louis off a win has not been nearly as good lately. I'm looking at it now. Yes, they beat they beat Florida 5-4, came back from the dead. They beat the Panthers. They lost their next game after that. They beat the Islanders 7-4. to four. We thought maybe they would get back on track after that, and they lost their next game. So they have not been able to follow up a win, the St. Louis Blues, with another one. So I think Edmonton probably wins this game, especially now that Skinner's in net. Binnington is in net, and he was great against Nashville, but he only faced 20 shots. He's still been struggling for the better part of the last month. I've got to see more and a better offensive team he's going up against here, obviously, with the Edmonton Oilers. So... Uh, Oilers team total over three and a half around minus 110 is what I'd be looking at here uh, in this game. Mike, what do you think? Blues Oilers. Yeah, I, I like that uh, team total for Edmonton. Um, even just looking at their last few matchups here, I think it was uh, Edmonton 3-1. Yeah, 3-1 on October 26th and St. Louis actually beat them 2 nothing. So, um, yeah. but yeah, no, I, I like Edmonton here. You got to think McDavid's got at least two points in them. Same with Dreisaitl. So, you're there you're <laughs> close to four goals already so um especially like the last 10 for st louis three six and one and um with a deadly power play at 31 percent for edmonton like you you got to think that they're 
putting up a few tonight on them. So, um, yeah, I, I like that team total tonight for Edmonton. All right, team total over three and a half here. And we got to flash this comment up about our guest, Mike. Dude with the hat looks like a smaller, I think skinnier is what you meant to say there, skinnier version of Chris Pronger. There you go. Have you heard that one before? No, that's a first. That's for sure. No. You hit like Chris Pronger too. I know it, I right? I know about that. <laughs> yeah. And you fight like him, right? No. Yeah. <laughs> Hell of a defenseman back in the day. I mean, what a career he's had. Actually, I saw him on television on Sportsnet the other day. So he's still around and kicking, enjoying the retirement life right now. Uh, so, yeah, I'm definitely I'm looking at a Blues uh, – or sorry, an Oilers team total over three and a half here. Mike agrees here in this game. All right, final game of this massive Thursday card. We've got the Buffalo Sabres and the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, we've got uh, Colorado minus 190 uh, home favorites in this game, and the total uh, pretty much uh, six uh, and a half. Yeah, it is six and a half pretty much across the board uh, in this game. I think we've got a live dog potentially here. I'm not saying that as someone. Yeah, I can't wait to hear someone say, well, you grew up a Sabres fan, and of course you're going to say something like that. Let me explain this first of all. Colorado's still very much banged up, right? They've still got a ton of injuries, and it's really impacted them negatively lately. Nate McKinnon's still out. Byram and Manson on the blue line, two huge losses on the back end. They've gotten a little bit healthier. We saw uh, Arturi Lekkonen come back from an injury. Big Val Nachushkin uh, recently came back from injury for the Avalanche as well. Um, and so they're starting to get a little healthier, and as a result, I would start to think they're going to play a little bit better as they get more of their uh, full complement, their full lineup back. But let's look at the two victories for Colorado. They had that rough four-game losing streak as the injuries mounted, losing to Boston twice, losing to lowly Philadelphia in Philly, losing to the Rangers in a shootout. And yeah, they've won two in a row, but they beat a struggling, fledgling St. Louis Blues team, 3-2 in that one, not overly impressive. And then their life and death hanging on by their fingernails against Philadelphia. You know, a Philadelphia team that beat them in Philly, you would think they'd want to put the boots to them in the last game against the Flyers. And they're hanging on, and they were lucky Philly didn't tie that game. We were on the BetCast Tuesday night watching that game end. Philly came this close to tying the game. So it, things are not coming easily right now for the Avalanche. And Buffalo lost to Colorado at home just recently, 6-4. Uh, to four. They didn't play that bad. You know, that game was uh, back and forth. Sabres made a good account of themselves, and that was a Colorado team that's obviously much healthier uh, at that time than they are now. Uh, Sabres uh, kind of up and down, you know, three and th three and two their last five games. They had back-to-back -back losses against Pittsburgh, but as we've mentioned, Pittsburgh's surging right now, winners of six in a row. They beat up Columbus. They beat San Jose. They beat up L.A. 6 nothing uh, the other night. Now they start this road trip through uh, Colorado, Arizona, and Vegas. Uh, I think there's opportunity here for Buffalo uh, in this one. Now, they've had, obviously, struggles at times against Colorado. Colorado's won eight in a row, head-to-head, -head, versus the Buffalo Sabres. We've got to overcome that, obviously. And that's something that you know I have some fear of, that the Sabres have just not done well against the Avalanche head-to-head, -head, eight straight losses to this team. But you know, you look at the injuries, although it looks like Evan Rodriguez, too, might be back tonight for the uh, Avalanche, which is significant. Uh, you look at the situation in net where, uh, you know, Georgiev and Francois have been a little bit more uh, up and down with their level of play in between the pipes uh, in recent games. Uh, the Buffalo Sabres, I think, have a shot in this game. And that's that's all I'm looking for here when I'm talking about Buffalo at plus 160 uh, in this game. Could be one of those games where, and as John X mentioned, or someone else mentioned that, uh, 
that Buffalo might run out of gas in the third period may not be the worst idea that if you kind of like Buffalo like I do, split the first period and the full game uh, in this game. Maybe you take Buffalo early, you know, where the legs are there. You know what it's like in that thin air and high altitude, right? It just you hit the wall sometimes in the third period, and that's when Colorado can get you. But, yeah, the thir- first period is plus 135 uh, on Buffalo, and the full game is still a very appealing plus 160 uh, and even plus 165 at some spots here uh, with the uh, Sabres. So I'm going to take a shot with the road underdog here, Buffalo, at the uh, plus price. I, it, this is a tough game from a total standpoint, Mike. You know Buffalo's been heavily trending over, but since Colorado's had all the injuries, they've been heavily trending under. Uh, in their game. So I'm going to leave the total alone. Uh, What do you think here, Mike? Buffalo, Colorado. Yeah. What would be the Buffalo team total for tonight? Oh, I like that you asked because that's another way of, there's many ways to back a team. You don't always have to look just at the money line. You could look at the team total. And I often do that with big underdogs. So that's probably something that's worth your while as well. Buffalo team total in this game is over two and a half minus 135. Yeah. I mean, the only reason I suggest that is just because of the like the Tage Thompson effect that how well he's played the last handful of games and he's got 12 points in the last five. So, um, I mean, that could be a, a, a look that some people are looking at for um, a night in Colorado. Again, like you said, with the high altitude and thin air and all that kind of stuff it does play a difference. Like, I mean, going into a third period, if you're a team that's kind of had to defend a little bit all night, then who knows, right? Colorado could strike on you then if you maybe you're up by a goal or two. But um, yeah, uh, Buffalo's a good team as well. So I think um, I think somebody said that they're one and nine in Colorado. I mean, it's a different Buffalo team now, I think, than previous years, especially with going into Colorado with how um, great of a team they've been the past few years, but even injury riddled. So um, I don't mind Buffalo here, especially that. Um, yeah, that two and a half for them as well. Um, but yeah, who knows with that one? That, that's a tough one. Yeah, the two and a half is an option, though, definitely. Yeah. I think because, and one thing I've done before, too, Mike, is I don't put everything on the money line sometimes with the big dog. I'll put a little bit on the money line, a little bit on the team total, because there's a, there's been many a times when the underdog does not win the game, but they get to three goals and they lose like four or three, something like that, where if you take the team total and you split it up, between the team total and the money line, you at least, you know, you don't lose the entire amount of your bet or, or bets. So that's definitely the advantage of uh, doing that. And yeah, in terms of the goal score and the player props for Buffalo, I always say just spread the wealth around with them because Tage Thompson's the, 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 the main event, right? The star attraction. Yeah. Uh, but don't sleep on middle stat, you know, who's starting to get it going. JJ Paterka, Dylan Cousins, Jack Quinn, that entire second line right now for the Sabres are on a roll. For them right now jack quinn uh you know jj paterka and uh dylan cousins point props and goal props with all of them right now have been worth a look for the last few weeks and i think probably worth a look again here tonight against the uh abs again we don't have the goalies confirmed yet so we think anderson and georgiev are projected uh, to be in net but none of those have been uh, confirmed as of yet there you go that is the card that is the 12 game uh, NHL card for this Thursday. Mike, that's a hell of a job because, yeah. you know, we have guests that come on on Thursdays and Tuesdays, the bigger slates, and it's like putting them through the paces. You know, it's like you've run a marathon. And then we got people that are on our shows sometimes on Wednesdays when there's like two games. That's mm-hmm. like, geez, you got off easy. <laughs> yeah. What a night for a Thursday night. 
Yeah, it is. It's a great night of hockey. Uh, there is uh, no question about that. Looking forward to seeing, uh, obviously, uh, how the games play out here tonight uh, in uh, NHL action. So we thank everybody for joining us. Again, hit the like button if you're watching on YouTube. 225 uh, live viewers right now uh, on YouTube. We appreciate that very much. Hit the like button. The YouTube channel is up to over 3,000 subscribers now which is excellent. We love to see it. Over 3,000 followers on Twitter at the ice at the underscore ice guys, uh, I should say. Uh, so make sure you're uh, following us there on Twitter as well. Uh, we appreciate it very much. And also support the sponsors uh, that support this show. Get the best Delta 8 cannabis products on the market. Ship quickly and discreetly from Gramco. One of our two new sponsors here of the Ice Guys Show. Visit thegramcoat.com and use promo code ICEGUYS to save 25% on every order. And with any order on the site, over $50. Shipping is free. Uh, so check out Gramco and their wonderful Delta 8 cannabis products today and use the promo code ICEGUYS. And of course, manscaped.com. You know, take advantage, you know, of uh, that, uh, the great products that are for men. Uh, keep yourself trim in all the key areas. Of course, for me, it's always been ear hair. It's pissed the hell out of me. Uh, nose hair, especially. Like I said the other day, it's like someone's tickling your nostril. It pisses you right off. And you can take care of that with the weed whacker. The lawnmower 4.0 will take care of you as well in any area uh, of your body. Uh, keep you uh, in good shape with that. Manscaped.com. Uh, again, uh, free shipping and 20% off. Uh, from any products on manscaped.com using the promo code ICEGUYS. So check that out, uh, manscaped.com, 20% uh, off and free shipping uh, using the promo code ICEGUYS. All right, best bets to wrap it up here for this Thursday edition of the Ice Guys. Mike, great job. We'll get you back on again later this season in the new year. What do you like for best bet here for a Thursday? Um, I, I do. It's hard to bet against the Leafs, especially with how good they've been. Um, I think that'll be my pick for tonight's Leafs over um, over New York tonight. All right, that will be on my card. Won't be best bet, but it will be on my card as well. Toronto Maple Leafs uh, minus one twenty uh, against the uh, New York Rangers. Uh, best bet for me, uh, for Mike, I should say. Best bet for Mike Crocock, our guest today on the uh, Ice Guys Show. Uh, my best bet for this Thursday card. Um, let me just see here. This is, it's a good one. It's a tough one, actually. I'm going to give you two. I'm going to give you two because I can't choose between them. Side and a total. Pittsburgh minus 104 uh, is the best price out there right now. Pittsburgh minus 104 uh, against Florida. Uh, I like the way this Penguins team is playing right now. Six in a row. Ride the hot hand, if you will. Penguins minus 104 against Florida. And I'm going to go with Columbus, Tampa Bay, over six and a half, minus 120 as well. So there you go. A little bonus two-pack of best bets for me on this Thursday edition of the Ice Guys. Pittsburgh minus 104 against Florida. Columbus, Tampa Bay, over six and a half, minus 120. Let's see if we can get the 2-0 uh, sweep uh, with the uh, best bets here tonight. Uh, thanks to everyone for joining us. Hit the like button on the way out. Mike, uh, final words before we uh, wrap this up. Thanks for uh, joining me today. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me on and thanks for everybody for watching.
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we appreciate it very much. And a reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For our special guest, Mike Crocock, good luck to him and the Guildford Flames. Keep ripping it up overseas in the EIHL. Keep that first place record intact. We wish them all the best. I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Thursday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Friday, a Jimmy Murphy Friday edition of the Ice Guys presented by National Hockey Now. Thank <sighs> you.